Tuesday, July 10th, 2018, episode number 665 of Oh Yeah Dude. My name is Jonathan and this is Seth. Hello, Seth. Hey, bro. Oh Yeah Dude, America through the eyes of two American Americans. I'm going to take you to Wyoming. Ever been to Wyoming? Mm, I have. It's a beautiful country, I'm it, told. It is a beautiful state. It's, Let me tell you what they're doing there. When the bout ended, due to a doctor's stoppage, Arnold Adams, the winning fighter, theatrically kissed his bare knuckles. Indeed, Knuckles took star billing at the Eisen Event Center during a 10-fight card that was billed as the first legal, sanctioned, and state-regulated bare-knuckle boxing event in United States history. That's what they do in. That's how they do in Wyoming. That's open country. That's good vista. You got landscapes. You got on the outside. You're looking at, and you're looking at some bare knuckle brawlers on the inside. The sight, the si- the sound, 
in the sights of bare knuckles hitting faces, figures to be spreading fast. Wyoming is set to host up to five more bare knuckle events this year, and a handful of other states have reached out expressing interest in how to sanction shows like theirs in their state. No more than 2,000 people could squeeze into the Cheyenne Arena that sits across the street from the Stagecoach Motel and next door to the now-shuttered Hitching Post Inn, but the event was available on pay-per-view and the fight generated buzz on social media thanks to the likes of the Knuckle Kisser and his bare-knuckled buddies. In 1989, rules mandated the use of gloves in boxing in the United States. That was also the year of the last major bare-knuckle heavyweight world championship won by the famed John L. Sullivan. Traditional boxing became the law of the land, and the bare-knuckle brawlers were, for the past 129 years, relegated to the shadows until now. Wyoming has become the first state to sanction bare-knuckle fights. Opponents of the state's decision and those who believe that boxing without gloves is barbaric might have contributed to the threatening phone calls that the fight promoter said he received. He decided to bring in a canine patrol dog at a cost of $1,500 a day. J.I.C., just exactly. How's they got a bare knuckle fight in the ring and then a dog mauling people in the stands? Shaking this them is a, This is a wild live event. What do you think about this? Uh, I prefer my boxing. I, I, well, for 129 years, all my boxing that I've watched has been with gloves. So, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to dismiss it outright. Although I saw some photographs post fights in it. Is um, brutal, uh, brutal, just like Arby's fucking sandwich faces. Just, I mean, the ring just doused in fucking blood. (laughs) How's your event? The crowd, very, very into it. Yeah, a little too into Uh, it. Maybe (laughs) too into it. (laughs) So, but other states have reached out because if you know. If there's a if there's an audience for it, if there's a dollar to be made. If there's a dollar to be made, I will. They will punch a bare face. Uh, I would imagine that that. I mean, people like. I don't watch MMA. People watch MMA. They love that. They love that shit. I could quite easily see if in between a M- MMA card they put in two bare knuckle brawlers. I don't think anyone in the audience is going to walk out and protest. Oh what what. Uh, no, you mean they're punching themselves with no gloves? I think yeah, but you guys are like kicking each other in the fucking face, like dropping knees. So it's, I think you'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, the bar has been raised as far as that goes. So I guess that, that, that the, the degree of violence. Of bloodlust? Of bloodlust is, I mean. Bloodlust events presents. Hosted by Jonathan and Seth. Yeah. Kids under 12 are free. <laughs> Look out for that dog. That dog going to maul you. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, how much money do you think they could have won there? They, yeah, I mean, the guy won like 600 bucks. <laughs> it, you know what I mean? Hey, listen. You wouldn't know by looking at him. If you, if you didn't see him, if you saw him before the fight... This is a different art form because usually when you see a world champion boxer, there's a the 
the body is ooh, that's a good body. That's a body I can get behind. This man that won that night, the body belied the skill within the ring. Let's just say that. And you know I'm a stickler for bodies. That's how I decide sports. Yeah. It's based solely on body. Frame. Body frame. <laughs> Give me an NFL defensive back 100% of the time. I need cut bodies. That's just me. Call me old-fashioned. I love beautiful cut men's bodies. Okay? I said it. I mean, this fucking guy literally is like, like a keystone light fucking delivery driver, but standing with like bloodied pulps fucking, ah, Adrian! Crazy. Crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. You're intrigued, know. though, aren't you? I'm slightly we'll intrigued. We'll see when you get home what you'll be Googling. <laughs> I believe it's W-Y-O-M-I-N-G-B-A-R-E. Bare bottom discipline? No, 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 no. Nope. Bare knuckle boxing. Different search. Different searches. Uh, an estimated 9% of Americans 65 and older diagnosed with dementia. Um a group of terminal diseases marked by mental decline and personal personality changes. Yeah. All right. So okay. I'm sorry. Among, among estimated 9% of Americans 65 and older. That's high. Right. Uh, that is high. Now of these 9% okay. of Americans that have some sort of symptom of dementia. Okay. Many are gun owner, gun owners. And many are supporters of Second Amendment rights. 45% of people 65 and older have guns in their household, okay. according to Pew Research Center survey in 2017. So in America, in, every, in the households in America, 65 and over, f- almost half have guns. Yes. And, and then 9%, 9% of people of that age have some sort of degenerative brain disease. That causes mental decline and personality changes. Yes, which could, the, the simplest thing was you could mistake your Glock for a banana. straw. Banana. Let me peel this Glock. Papa, that's probably something we're going to have to take a look at. Keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. And ears and cameras and laws and, laws. and neighbors. Chains. In chains and cages. Just the dementia thing, sort of brain things, that's enough to like cry you to sleep. Well, just I mean, to think I think that. the idea if, if, you, if, you, if you are eligible to possibly lose your driving privileges, maybe you could lose your. From my cold dead hands! You fucking hippie! Dead and company hippie! Crunchy granola ass bitch. How dare you? How dare you, Johnny Salami? <laughs> you little fanny pack, little shake down street bitch. So, sir. Sir, I was just saying. Sir, I'm maybe. just making points that. Yeah. So, yeah, we got to keep an eye on that. Whew. I mean. It's a lot of, lot of. Where are my keys? Where's my rifle? <laughs> I don't know, Papa. I just don't know where you keep your shit. I know where I keep my keys on Hobart. I keep them in the exact fucking same place, and I'd be sharp as a goddamn tack. 
The last thing I want to do is start like tossing them in different places the way people are just so willy-nilly when they get on. I'm told that sometimes people just like, oh, I just put my keys wherever I like put them. You mean in the exact same spot every single time you walk in your house like me? So you always, you know, I just get in the house. I just stay just wherever like I am. Pick, and, pick a spot. Pick a spot. Drop them, flip them, flick them, and drip them. Wherever they may be. Wherever they fall. Oh, shit. They're still in a jacket in the closet. Hey, Seth, man. Chill, brah. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, I am holding on for fucking dear life to such a degree that, like, literally little things like that could, could derail this whole fucking train. I mean, it really doesn't pay off. I mean, it... For me, you mean? Uh, yeah. For me. Oh, for I'm you. I'm saying, it like, might, no, putting, them anywhere, for putting them anywhere for me. I, I spend a lot of time hey, trying to find things. That, you're still here. <laughs> you made it here. I'm 665 episodes in. Me, on the other hand, somebody accidentally moves them off the rails. Yeah. Ah, ah! I think you've been what? burglarized. What? Somebody happened? Would you just phone call? No, no, my keys moved from here to here. <laughs> so, yeah, that's not something. that's not something you want to do. The widening tragedy that is the U.S. drug overdose epidemic could have an improbable silver lining. What? That's what I said. For the 120,000 desperate Americans on the waiting list for a donated organ. Oh. There you have it. But you're going to get like a drug liver. Well, is on, yeah, but a heroin liver is okay. As long as they're not drinking. Because they're not drinking. I guess. So... In 2000, only 149 organs from donors who suffered a fatal drug overdose were transplanted into patients waiting for a replacement, kidney, heart, liver, or lungs. But in 2016, that went from 149 to 3,533. Estimates are that this will rapidly increase. For many transplant patients, the increased availability of organs from those who have died of drug intoxication has translated into improved survival rates. Among all prospective organ donors, the youngest and healthiest have gener generally been those who have uh, suffered this sort of trauma. Patients who, uh, patients who lose brain function as a result of stroke, heart attack, brain hemorrhage, they can also become organ donors, but they tend to be older and their organs are in typically in worse shape. You don't want that old-timey shit. Uh, often accompanied by risk factors such as high blood pressure, diabetes, worrisome cholesterol. But victims of fatal drug overdoses, are two-thirds are still young, 21 to 40. They're much less likely than those to have um, organs that are worn down by cardiovascular ills. So I guess a silver lining. I guess so. And, yeah, until that just turns into some sort of dystopian, black market, futuristic sci-fi. I don't know if that's just a screenplay that we're working on or just where well, I... Like making people OD yeah, to get just, their yeah, shit? to get that harvest. Also, don't they have to opt to be donors? Well, they're being opted because the person's giving them the drugs. Because they're no, being no, no, followed. No, I don't mean in the, in the film. In the, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Page 38 in the screenplay. Well, but Act 2... And then in real life. Um, yeah, you have to become an organ donor. It's the yeah. last thing you're thinking about when you're trying to come up with $35 to score. But, oh, did I did the DMV? Did I? But, yeah, but I guess maybe that that these people have opted in when they've gotten their licenses to be organ donors. 16, before they started taking pills at high school parties. Oh, I'll do that. 
That seems like a nice thing. Or maybe they know, like, I'm a junkie. I'm probably going to die from this. Who, want these maybe... beautiful... Who doesn't want these baby blues? Who would want these bad boys? Wouldn't that be nice, too? Could you just denote that? What? Listen, I need these eyes, but with my skin tone, I'd really prefer a blue eye. Could we make that happen? Brown eyes and green eyes are fine, but my skin tone really, really would pop. pop. With a blue. Would pop. I'm with thinking a, about getting to Hollywood a, when this is ocean, all said and done. Ocean gray, ocean blue. Hey, can we, do a really, can we do a cobalt ocean gray blue? Black market. Black market. <laughs> money, money, money. Money, money. Um, yeah, that's awful thing, but I guess, you know, that's a Obviously, silver lining type thing. That has to be a... Yeah. has to be a... Silver lining type thing. Yeah, that somebody's life gets saved by somebody, you know, sacrificing yeah. their own. We uh, could also do, you know, a lot of times I'm watching people on Live PD and they seem to be getting in a lot of trouble, like a lot, because when they're getting in trouble, it says, oh, it looks like they somehow have these databases that tell you everything, all the demerits you've received. Maybe we get to a point where we just take a small Guatemalan child who's just arrived here and we say... We've got a new system. This guy that we just pulled over in Missouri, he's out, and you get his slot. You're in. And what, you just kill the guy? Dude, just, no, he, he, he's sent just away. Shipped off. Shipped away to wherever that young child is from. To Guatemala. These people get so mad when, when kids come in. What are they doing here? Well, they're replacing he, this guy. And they're sending him away to Guatemala. To wherever that kid is from, I guess, would be... So we are taking junkies from here and shipping them junkies. to a, talking about like to a, um, bad to an people. impoverished country. So Wait. we're sending, sending bad people. Send them to the fucking moon for all I care. I'm just saying, you see all these like these these cute little kids like locked up in cages, and it's like you're not gonna be like this, dude. Get this guy out of here. I see a lot of guys every Friday and Saturday night. They've they've really run the. You've had your okay. Yeah. You've done enough. Yeah, you're not gonna turn it. You're not turning it around. Thirty-one arrests. You're lying to us. We're watching you lie. You're out. This young child is in. Give him your eyes then? Then, then. I don't know what we do with them. I just... I just we take his them. eyeballs out of his head, give them to the Guatemalan child, and then we yeah, shoot this... Guatemalan child has four eyes. Shoot this blind junkie to the moon. <laughs> just, I'm just trying to understand. I'm trying to help the kids that are, that are here. Okay. So I'm just trying to. Ha- That's my main concern. It's certainly not these people I'm watching on Friday and Saturday night. No more concern. <laughs> You've been bad boy too long. That's what I tell them. And I don't know what we, if it's the moon <laughs> or, uh, what? or what. Alice. I'm still working on it. Listen, I'm spitballing. It's called here. the Alice Project. <laughs> the Alice Project. I'm spitballing here with the Pentagon, with the Alice Project. As thousands of passenger vehicles roll off the assembly line destined for the U.S. market, each of them will be equipped with backup cameras, the result of a long-awaited federal rule that went into effect. Under the rule, all cars, buses, and trucks under 10,000 pounds manufactured or made to sell in the United States are required to have rear-view video systems as standard equipment. Now, the technology, which has already become standard in many vehicles, is expected to further reduce the number of injuries and fatalities caused by so-called backover crashes. Now, an estimated 210 people die each year and 15,000 are injured because of backover crashes, federal data shows. Children younger than five 
account for 31% of backover deaths Tiny. each year. And adults 70 and older account for 26% of backover deaths. Wow. So this technology helps drivers see behind the vehicle, which will help save lives and prevent further injuries. It took so long. Heidi King, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration Deputy Administrator, said in the statement this week. So, yeah, I mean, I trying to keep an eye out for the olds and the kids. I mean, that's a... Olds be slow. Kids be tiny. Yeah. And you're not fucking looking. No one... No one, no one I guess you won't. Even if you turn around, you wouldn't you see the backup cameras. Has a lower vision. It, it shows you what's behind your because car. Never, not Jonathan. The last time I saw somebody in the driver's seat put their arm on the passenger seat and crane their neck to the right. It's been 14 years on the road since I've seen a human being do that. I, mean, I still do it, but you do. Yeah, Good. even though I have a backup camera. See, double safe. Well, other than you say habits. you've done this, never seen a human being look. Not just. Just take their eyes one inch to that mirror and one inch to that mirror and one inch up to the rearview mirror. Can you move your neck? No, I don't have to. But you do. It wouldn't hurt. No. I get GoPros strapped to the Sundance and they shoot down. And they come back up to me. It's my own you, little You've rigged shit. it up. I rigged it up. It's like I don't have solar battery system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, I almost got hit today. Boom and backing up into a spot. People love to back pulled up. Pulled into a spot oh. perfectly. Yeah. There was a spot next to her, so I passed by so her, I as well pulled, and she just fucking started coming at me, just trying to straighten herself out a little was bit. Was it on purpose? Maybe. Okay. She was giving me eyes later on in the Starbucks. Looked like she was maybe Maybe mad. she was trying to... Look, oh, I thought... No, I thought oh, She was maybe, trying to get my number? Yeah, maybe a little fender bender, like, meet cute. Oh, <laughs> that's so crazy. I'm such a goose in my Yukon, and your name was Jack? <laughs> Jonathan. Okay. Jay. I have the J. Silly, huh? it was J. So crazy. Aries? Oh no! Oh what? <laughs> no! August seventh? Oh my god! My um, uh, friends, August sixth? Maybe I think. Anyway, coffee? Number? Number? Life? You never know. All I'm saying is, you got to be safe. And that probably they probably tried to. That was probably something that they were like, we need to do this. And car companies were like, fought yeah, it for, fought it like a for longest, 20, and, 22 years. Yeah, like yeah. a Ralph Nader thing 30 yeah. years ago. And they were like, all right, yeah, you I got mean, us. Yeah. This was the, it finally the clock ticked out. But I mean, if you the, could save, you know, 10 children's lives how about, a year. But how like, about saving one kid's broken arm? Yeah. It's, it's Seth, you don't get it, man. You don't You're understand not a business owner. man. You're an idiot, man. Do you own a small business with 16 or less employees? Then shut the fuck up. Hey, you drink wheatgrass. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I want to, listen to me. Look at me. I just want to protect the kids. I guess, look at me. I'm sorry. I like my boxing gloved and my I token. like my boxing gloved and my children's safe. Look at this fucking snowflake cuck over here. Oh, I'm sorry. I like my Disneyland employees to not live in motels down the street from Disneyland. Look at me. Call me fuck. So, uh, I have been doing some research on the old Blockbuster video yeah. that we've talked about. Now, the Blockbuster... The last remainers. Remain, now, remainers. their website has nine Blockbusters left. You've called them. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Talked to representatives, did deep research all week with all nine. Uh, 
six have closed this year. Of those nine? Of those nine. So, so that means three there are left? three blockbusters left in the United States of America. This is crazy. There, is, there are two in Alaska. One is in Fairbanks. One is in Anchorage. And then there's one in the lower 48. It is in Bend, Oregon or Oregon? Mm-hmm. Blockbuster or Blockbuster? <laughs> so this year, Edinburgh, Texas closed. Redmond, Oregon closed. Wasilla, Alaska closed. Saldotna, Alaska closed. North Pole, Alaska closed. And Anchorage on Industry Way. There's still the one on DeBar. So don't So worry. don't stress. You're fine. I mean, <laughs> if you're cruising DeBar right now, don't crash. It's all good. So there's three blockbusters left now. Two in or, it, or two in Alaska, two in Alaska one in Alaska, Bend. One in, one in Bend. At its peak in the 2000s, there were f- nearly 5,000 blockbusters in the United States, and there are three left. I have a feeling. I think Bends will never close. I guess How, they will, well, right? Because will there be a point where they'll no longer be? I guess. It How are they still a company? Sustaining well, I a think company. They have shut, I think. Are they owned whoever, and operated? Yeah, whatever subsidiary owns them, and that there's only three They're left. A franchise. There's the same guy owns both in Alaska. So then, I don't know who owns. So it's a Oregon. franchise that it's they're, they're privately so owned. They're just like, and they keep getting all of the. I mean, DVDs or all the, VHS. They have like thirty Runaway Bride VHSs. Like, what do you want? I got thirty of them. Yeah. Talk to me. What you need? You having a Runaway Bride? party yeah i need one dvd copy 37 copy? 37 vhs because i got you i'll come over and put them in for you i'll be there so didn't they used to rent actual dvd players like, or like vcr first started like oh you have a dvd player no like you when you went there you could get a full rig i remember out, that you could get- rent the vcr that's <laughs> fucking awesome i'm gonna watch scanners i rented it at the vcr i do remember uh, renting Bad Lieutenant there. Oh, I fucking loved Blockbuster. And they they had a they had the Blockbuster edit of it where he like oh. you don't see him like jerk off on the girl and like yeah, there's like a few gives things. Gives them that, flowers when he pulls them over. No, it was Wait just a like remember just, that scene. They just had deemed certain things too 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 yeah, risque the and they Mor- had done the some, edit. They had some done the Mormon edit. You need to edits. know that because you don't want to be like what a crazy scene, man. When Harvey Keitel pulled those two young girls over and he gave him a stern lecture about being out late at night. What? Are you sure you see the same? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> did you see uh, smoke or bad What lieutenant? did you see? Paul Austere? Is that p- the piano? piano? <laughs> you, know, it's, you didn't see his dick? Straight up, no dick? Hmm. Tough edit. Tough edit. <laughs> That's the fucking Kaitel dick cut. They really got rid of that, huh? Uh, I don't know. I, at some point, there will you the physical act of the DVD. I guess would. I don't know. It's still open, so people are still going in. Some places, some people. Well, three places, twelve three, people. Three people. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's they are holding it down right there. It's not the same thing, obviously, as like a like a. Shout out to Owensby in Atlanta, like a Videodrome where it's like, oh, there are films here that you can't get anywhere else. Get this it. is where you go to get things that you can like maybe not get 
your hands on anywhere else. This is mainstream shitty yeah. movies that would be readily available anywhere else. Yeah. Now, the, obviously, the areas... How many copies of Swordfish do you have? But that would mean that they are internet and cable deprived in these places to well, a point Alaska that streaming services... Because once you're in Alaska, I mean... And avocado is thirty three bucks. So or I don't know what people going on. don't have. You know, streaming capabilities. So they do have. They can plug in a DVD. I feel like the guy in Bend is maybe just in it for the love. You haven't talked to them directly. Those guys. You haven't given them a ring. I talked to a lovely woman on the phone today, and when I threw out. <laughs> My buddy, Jonathan, he said you're closing. That can't be right, is it? No, no, we're not closing. Who said that? Jonathan said that. Give me his number. <laughs> well, Jonathan told me that. Okay, goodbye. I think it's just for the love. <laughs> Remember when I went test driving cars and I gave them your phone number? Because <laughs> I panicked and I didn't want to give them mine, so I just gave them what I uh, thought was like a random number and it was oh, yours. Oh, oh, let me just come up with something. Three, two, three, six, six, four, five, four. Wait a minute. Shit. Fake name. Sal uh, <laughs> Rimini, uh, Romitelli. Uh, would you say Romitelli? I didn't mean to, but I did. Could it come up with anything? Huh? Was it Cadillac? Well, was it, they called you a lot for a while. Well, I fucking they know that how how I would look in a fucking in a in a ride like that in a Denali. Um, you look good in a Denali. Anybody ever tell you that? No. Do you think I would? Yeah, come on in. Come down. How'd you like to? Get, you would like to get fitted in a fucking? You look good in a Challenger, maybe in like gunmetal gray. <laughs> what are you looking at? I can get you in for like thirty five hundred now and like two eighty nine a month. Is that something I could interest you in? On Brand Boulevard in Glendale? I guess. I Let me get over there. I don't know how you have my number, my name, my soch. Given a, you've got all that already. Yeah, my huh? folks, shit. And, <laughs> but I might as well, if you know so much about me, I might as well just drive what Your you tell me. Your mom's already co-signed on this yeah, loan. It's like I'm good. Uh, Friday night, July 27th, at the Turner Hall Ballroom in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Seth and I will be... Prowling the stage for a live episode of Oh Yeah Dude. That's Friday night, July 27th in Milwaukee. Come come one, come all. Midwest people, come and join us for a, a summer a summer jam. Uh, we're very much looking forward to coming back. Can't wait. Returning to Milwaukee. Um, Can't wait. USA Today snapshots. 70% of millennial men. Oh. Say that they have been "quote unquote" ghosted, that is never contacted again, by job recruiters, even though that they thought that the interviews went well. Thought you were going to be about women. Yes, I just assumed. definitely been ghosted by. That's fine. That's a hundred percent of men have been ghosted. Percent should be, but um, they're talking about job recruiters. Job recruiters. Is that a going in for an a, interview? You so you. The person that you meet with for the interview? Yeah, that you give you you, oh. you give good interview. You you take you tell us later. Ugh. Uh, while we you're were, playing Fortnite with the bros, we were like chopping it up to the max. Killed it. The game, it got killed. <laughs> really? Where? Why haven't they called well, you? Haven't, you haven't heard from the last few, and each one you're that <laughs> sure of yourself. Um, I think. That well, it's hard to get a job. The, 
that so I wonder if it at is at some a, point maybe you have to do that for yourself. Is it, as is a, it a delusional light? Yes. Is it a delusional take on how well the interview goes, or is the recruiter so good at just like do not let this person know at the scene that you are not giving them a job because no you don't want job. them to fucking be in the building go, around people. Be, be, no, I'm saying that oh. you don't want this person to go like off the fucking rails because this is the 15th fucking job that they've gotten denied for and pull out a fucking gun. Oh, so, so you just like so avoid being literally murdered, like blow them. Make them until, think. Yeah. That show them the office that they're never going to get in the office. Yeah. And then send them on their way. We'll call you soon. And once they're out of the building, it's going to be so soon yeah. because Hey man, Brad, you are amazing. Brad, 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 and have everybody line up to the exit and chant his name until you can lock the door. That's I didn't think of it that way. That makes me super nervous. That's, that that's more what it, what it is. I think is that the idea is just if you don't have to Holy say shit. no, then don't to tell just them no. Say basically say, yes. Say yes by saying Brad, 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 <laughs> all the way out Til the they're door, out of parking, until they're out of range. <laughs> and then tell oh, security never to let them in the door and again. Then put pictures of Brad <laughs> along with all the other guys: Chad, Brad, Derek, all their photos in the lobby, so you know these people are not allowed in the lobby. <laughs> Let alone upstairs. Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. Killed it. <laughs> Again. Really? Why are you still <laughs> Why are you still homeless? here? Are you still in my house? A convict who escaped from an Oklahoma prison in 1981 was arrested in Houston, Texas. Stephen Michael Paris was taken into custody by U.S. Marshals at his workplace, Bechtel Oil and Gas. Mr. Paris has been an escape convict for the past 36 years, said Richard Hunter, the chief deputy United States Marshal for the Southern District of Texas. He's, he's 58 years old now. He escaped from the Just Done Correctional Center when he was 22. He'd served 19 months of a nine-year sentence for possession and distribution of drugs at the time of his escape, U.S. Marshals said that investigators noticed that an obituary for Paris's mother listed that she had a still living son by the name of Stephen Michael Chavez, who was currently living in Houston, Texas. My fuck. Investigators said they tracked that name and found that it was Paris had been using that as an alias while living and working all of this time in Houston. By coincidence, officials said, Johnny Ray Williams, chief deputy for the U.S. Marshal's Oklahoma City field office, he was in Houston that day on an unrelated business matter. So they just fucking called up Johnny Ray's cell, sent fucking, why don't you roll over to Bechtel Oil and Gas, this is going to be real easy, and just walk right in and be like, uh, Stephen here, come with us. Shit. And that means he'll... he'll be in jail the rest of his life, right? Because, well, the time he didn't serve, the time plus he served, the plus whatever three hundred yeah. years that they'll give him the for four hundred, unless he lives to be four hundred years old. <laughs> so everything fine, just going to work. Well, we don't know that. He, we could, let's just say, let's say everything's been. Let's fine. just say, just a gentle soul, just going. I mean, he to was work. just selling drugs. He's man. just he was only selling drugs. Uh, pr legal now, everybody. He was selling the, the grass, the jazz, cigarettes, uh, retroactive. 
So so he's cool. No, you don't get it, man. He was selling marijuana grass, almost a pound of it. And my friend Jonathan's got pictures. He's got 3,000 pounds, and he's laying in the middle of it laughing. <laughs> so, yeah, he's fucked. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, family. I'm having to deal with your mom bit. dying. And I'm then so sad about this. Getting Not as sad as the handcuffs you're on about right to now. be. I'm much sadder about this. No offense, Mom. But you're gone. Now I'm gone. Two. Great. Now we're both gone. Thanks, Obits. Thanks, family. That fucking sucks. <sighs> Damn it. It was a good run. Great run. Making good money. You work in that oil and gas shit and like, that's all. That's, that's sweet money. Mm. Yeah, but that's just, you're not old enough to just be like, fuck it. Like, who cares? I had, you're like, oh, still like, God, you know, he's got, he's. He's going to live to be, she, she was like 105 when she died. So it's, he's got a long way to go. Yeah. That's going to be a bummer. Real bummer. Come like every day forever now. Damn it. This is obituaries that get you. I wonder what the original charges were. Like what the severity of the, you know. I mean, literally like what? It doesn't, couldn't be possibly anything. Yeah. Hugh, he had drugs. (gasps) Oh. My God. Sucks, man. Oh, yeah. We got him. You know why? He sold drugs. <laughs> and then what did he do? Well, he sold drugs to children. Did yeah, he? No, he didn't. But even if he did, don't care. But then what did he do? He smoked grass. <laughs> oh, it's so tough. It's just, but it's still, I mean, fuck. We're watching fucking shows now. And they're like, what's this? You know, you can't have this. I can't have what, dog? Can't have this marijuana cigarette. Yeah. Sorry. You're going to Got to take you down for that. Really, though? Yeah. Yeah, that's how it is. That's how it is. Yeah, it's... Me and John, I was showing Jonathan a cops from 15 years ago. It was... That was so racist. It was such a crazy racist time warp. Insanity, it, yeah, we were, war on it was drugs. So like, weird. It was, it was like, in Palm Beach, Florida, and the, the, all these white cops setting up black dudes for literally they were selling they were like 20, fake 20 dime bags. Yeah. But not just setting them up and arresting them, teeing them up to be full-fledged tackled. Yeah, because they like were potential. Blindside because tackled. Because they, they all were deemed as potential runners. It was... It, it was so they would like position them to where like yeah, they, they were, would they like not wait see, yeah. until they'd come around the corner and then literally yeah. a dude would full well, speed like annihilate like a guy on his knees no, and a like, guy a, on, no like, a guy that played high school football who would put gloves on he had like wide receiver literally gloves. wearing gloves he put like the black stuff under his eyes like for the sun and was running full speed to tackle dudes like drooling so happy who had just you know who bought like ten dollars worth of fucking oregano actually a t- Started to buy it, saw that it was yeah, oregano, it was oregano. And would, like, try and hand it back. I was like, back. Oh, don't just try to fuck with me. I'm a grown-ass... <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, racist. Don't worry about it. Jail, 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 jail. Yeah, got him. Get him. Tackle him. I mean, so much fucking money so and much time tackling. and spend and so, so much, much blindside tackling. tackling. If you get tackled and you know it's going to happen, oh, it's, that must feel like a truck hitting you. When you're looking this way and you're also kind of spinning in the direction where the tackle's coming... You get that extra little you inertia. Get the extra, yeah, the extra inertia blow <laughs> over the $10 of oregano. 
in Palm Beach in like 19... blew their sneakers off uh, yeah. their feet. It was insane. It was so fucking so awful to watch. Awful. Got another one. Another one off the street, huh? Yeah. You, you did it. Congrats. What do shivering and exercise have in common? More than you might think. Both shivering and exercising cause you to contract your muscles and expend energy. That's pretty obvious. But less obvious is a new discovery published in Cell Metabolism that they both release a molecule into the bloodstream that tells your muscles to start burning fat. Okay. So does that mean you can skip your Zumba class and sit in a cold bath instead? I'm listening. Quote, that's not a crazy thing at all, said Lori Goodyear, a physiologist at the Jocelyn Diabetes Center at Harvard University who worked on the study. Okay. But you may want to consider the consequences. Quote, the problem with cold exposure is that most people can't actually tolerate it. It's hard to sit in a bathtub full of ice cubes. For a hot body? Not for this hot bod, though. I mean, that's not that really a trade-off. For this beach body. I know they freeze fat. Is that, is that the same type of thing? I, I, I think that you get whatever is happening, the, whatever molecules released by you being at the point of almost death, maybe, sends the molecules. I want to know how body. much fat burning we're talking about. And because I want to know I would, how cold and how much. And how long I need to do it for. Because we'll if I can do that rather than fucking exercise, I'll definitely do it. I mean, come Labor Day with our cut beach bods, because all we're doing is getting that fucking cryogenics fucking. Yeah, just freezing our. Cryogenics, that's, no, that's um, one that, that's. Cryotherapy? It was cryogenics where they cut the where you put your head in the. No, that's cryogenics, cryogenics is when they freeze your they head. Freeze your body for later. I'll do that too. But cryotherapy is that the one where you stand in those? Yeah, cryo. I just call it cryo. Cry, I call it cryo, dummy, because I have a two month pass at Cryo USA. It's on Melrose. Uh, cryo is very big in Portland for whatever reason. Oh, really? Not sure why, but it's big there. There's a lot of cryo spas that are like okay. re- recovery. I guess because there's a lot of, you know, Cause activity. Post strip club. I don't know if that's. Could why. they combine that? They combined the vegan menu at the strip club. Can't they combine the cryo? Maybe. God, that woman is beautiful. If we could only see her in a frozen but bag. Geez, if I could just see her in a frozen <laughs> bag, losing, just cutting and sculpting, due to the. I want to know how much fat released. burning we're talking about here. We need to know exactly, and then we need to know how cold, how often. And how much I can tolerate. How much can... We can't do that. <laughs> like my toes go bad and they go black and shit. But not even like, like how Look at these long, abs, but yeah, I don't have any more toes. I have no feet, so I'm shorter. <laughs> but I'm lighter. But look at my back. It's sweet, right? Yeah, but you know how cold shit is, and I hate to be cold. Getting in like... We couldn't... You and I couldn't get into an ice bath like that. We'd be like... We'd be in it for... 30 seconds max. If someone was like, you be in this for a minute and then we'll give you something dope, neither one of us would like. I think I could handle it. Do you know how cold that shit gets? gets no, you can't cold. do that. Yeah, even if it was something you really, really wanted, you'd be like, I gotta get out! And everyone would be like, can you just do a minute? <laughs> no! We're giving you all this good stuff. I don't know what it is yet, but things that you want. <laughs> Fuck. The Transportation Security Administration announced that it will test bomb detection equipment with Amtrak at New York's Penn Station in an effort to thwart travelers who could be wearing suicide vests. 
Two versions of the technology being tested look like futuristic cameras that can detect explosives on people without initially requiring a physical search. The TSA has tested types of the equipment for more than a decade, most recently in the Los Angeles subway system this past December. The equipment tested is from Quine TIQ, whose system sits on a tripod, and ThruVision, which houses its devices in a roll-around case. If the TSA adopts the technology, the cameras can be installed in the ceilings of a, trans of a transit station or an airport and be monitored remotely. The machines don't use radiation like an x-ray. The technology measures radio frequencies emanating, emanating from the person's body, similar to a thermal camera. The technology peers through clothes, but the image is animated to avoid privacy concerns that have come after earlier full-body scanners. What does that anim what does animated mean? It's like a recreation. It's not an actual image, so you can't like so cock is animated. It's a it's like anime. Anime. <laughs> it's hensha. It's a dragon cock. Wow. That's a wild fucking tentacle dragon cock. It's got a bomb strapped to it, I think. But is there a suicide vest on it? <laughs> Get him! A picture of a person appears on a laptop monitored by a security officer next to a green image that's known as a green ghost or a color indicating bar overlay. That's the, that's the animated. That's the non-privacy non, non uh, violating, violating picture. Nobody's afraid to stand in front of our system. Okay, so the head of the system. Really? Reading about it, I'm terrified. Get naked, get in front of it, it's cool. The cameras can spot explosives made from powders or gels and can, be de and can detect other weapons. It would be up to authorities to decide whether to pull someone aside for additional screening. The New York test is... <laughs> Dad, let him go. <laughs> is that a vest? He's fine. That guy with the beard, gold tooth, he's fine. The New York test is the latest way the TSA is experimenting with technology to deal with travelers in public areas outside the more rigorous screening at airport checkpoints. The nature of the threat is evolving. It's good. It's weird at this, that you bring this up. There's like been all these thermal camera videos of people just farting in the thermal cloud that comes off people farting there's like a lot of them like on that. on internet right now of just people in subways farting and then like immediately walking away and stuff but like right when they do it there's like a thermal exhaust uh there's there's a lot of them on the on, on the internet right now <laughs> deep dark and you're doing that what have you been up to this week oh nothing i haven't seen you thermal fart vids oh. deep dive deep diving Oh, what? You know, you're reading about, you're learning about shit? Yeah, I'm learning about things. Science. Oh, man. It's good. You want to stop these threats, right? You want to stop threats. As they're, before they before evolve. They, before they happen. Before they evolve. Or before happen. they evolve. Especially in sort of public transportation. Yeah. Subways. Does seem to be a place. Metros, buses, things happen. Target, target areas. You want to, you want to have something. I don't know. I don't know. It's good. Think. Yeah. What happened? We used to get on the tarmac. We used to smoke cigarettes, get on the tarmac right up to the plane. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's a never-ending, you know, cycle of contemplation and, and uh, Fear. Of forfeiting of, of 
personal freedoms yeah, yeah, yeah. and rights to Pri- privacy, you know, to say, I, I want to be free, but I want to be safe. But I want an animated dick. How do I live free <laughs> and have a dragon, but yet dick. also have a dragon dick in public? <laughs> well, we found the way. So chill. And yeah, no I mean, one's, a, no one's afraid of it. That's, <laughs> it should be. But in this world, it's welcomed. I, I think it's hard because we, well, I mean, reaching a point. Yeah, it, it, you have to obviously. Anyone gonna have well, when privacy we, advocates or things, and when is it gonna the tipping it's point already, of crossover? It's, yeah. it's beyond tipped. But I it's mean, it's good for for the powers the, that be. The that arbitrary are, nature of those things, though, is what's so maddening for me, and I'm sure for other people. In, in meaning, like whether it be gun laws or 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 privacy laws, that you know, on both ends of it, it's. It's a, it's an unsolvable sort of issue. Like the the gun law thing I was thinking about the other day, and it was just like, you know, to say that you know to for for people to to draw the line, uh, that that forbidding assault style weapons yeah. is a violation of our right to bear arms. Yeah, and that that by forfeiting that right, that that gives those same people who they believe also want to take away not only that but take away our our handguns our hunting rifles okay but on the other side of that it's just like well i'm not allowed to have a rocket launcher or a i'm not allowed to have grenades in my house like i'm not allowed to have there's all sorts of types of things that these motherfuckers have want. not why are you not protesting why are you protesting about taking AR-15s away where on that same token you should be protesting the fact that you can't have, let you have a rocket. anti-aircraft missiles you in You want to live fucking... in a world where you can't have a rocket right now? Exactly. Think about it. And so that, that, that idea and that there is, some sort of, there is some sort of definable, agreed upon place where that's okay. Like where is that okay? Oh, well, those are for you know military. And it's like, well, that's what these things are for. These aren't for – you know it's just – I hear you. And the same thing with privacy laws of just like we've given up everything. So it's willingly. How how is it that you are going to say that there is a threshold that we are moving towards or that we've already passed or anything? Yeah. When in reality that. And but that the 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 to not give up entirely and just be like, you can have whatever you want. But at the same time, like you were sort of saying, like even years ago where you were like, the only option is to be totally transparent because then you have nothing to really hide. And so don't go and do anything that you don't want other people seeing because inevitably they're going to see it. And, and that that isn't, necessarily such a you know yes you have the right to not want people to be able to know that stuff but at the same time like how about i was reading about states that um because marijuana is federally illegal where you cannot own a gun if you get a state issued marijuana card because you can't i think it i can't remember which it's a couple of states right now where it's so that by you've, getting a marijuana card, yeah, marijuana, you're in federal. You're, you're you federally your, forfeited your right, right to have, to have a, a firearm. You can't have. You can't have both. But you can have dementia and like not have a license, but have like 
double fucking AR-15s like strapped to your legs yeah, and like, shit. Hey. Walk into a diner with them. <laughs> I mean, it it's it's absolutely bizarre and insane. And this country is the best example of it all being jumbled up because we have all the worst and best all at once. I mean, there are obviously places where you can do things that you maybe shouldn't be able to do uh, at, at the risk of other, you know, I guess people being exploited, you know, human rights issues, violations. And there's obviously places where you can't do anything that you sh- should certainly probably be able to do. And we kind of run the extremities of all. so many, so many versions of that, s- seeing the, you know, things taken to these. Can I rent this car? Are you 25? No, I'm 24 and a half. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what? It's going to be okay. We're going to figure it out. It's together. We're but not. it just seems like how does an individual decide this is what I'm willing to give up and this is what I'm not willing to give up. And the idea that even that could be respected within the society that you're like, actually, I don't go through. Like when I went to, I had a layover in Denver when we came back from Detroit, coming back from Detroit, I had a layover on my way to LA and I was in Denver. And when I went through the, I had get weed at the airport. Can't federally legal. Damn it. Uh, when I was going through security, there was a dude who pulled his, like, I'm, I'm free to travel. I'm, I'm, you know, you're impen- you're impeding my travel. Yeah. A sovereign. I don't need to. I don't need to put my bag through. Sit. I don't need to put my bag through the expo- whatever. No, are you kidding so, me? So, what they did? I'm not flying. What TSA? I'm floating. What I'm- TSA did was, rather than respect his request to be, I think he was even refusing being packed. I don't know exactly. He was fucking drunk, which was one of the small caveats with this. He was, I think he was fucked up. So that was an issue. But rather than what he did, what they did was they stopped the line that I was in, that he was in, and began to make a spectacle of the fact that this guy was protesting, not wanting to go through the x-ray machine. So what he got... As a result, was all of us becoming incredibly impatient, yeah, and pressuring him, and frustrated, and yelling, and blah blah blah, because Naturally. this fucking idiot was yeah. causing all these fucking problems. Of course, the thing, the appropriate thing to do would be like, well, do not, you know, this person has a right to say what they want to say. They have a right to say they don't want to go through the fucking thing. That is clear. They can request being pat down. Every time somebody requests being pat down rather than going through the machine, they treat them as if they have a fucking bomb on them. Though. Okay. So that's a bit of an issue because you legally have the right to say, I don't want to do this. But when you don't do that, you get persecuted for it in such a way that is it's it's not really conducive for if you genuinely had an aversion or a fear of like microwaves and fucking x-ray machines, which just are totally founded. touched by a stranger, which would be a totally legitimate. Yeah. Well, that's your alternative. Don't want, you know, I don't want to go through an x-ray machine. So will you be pat down? I don't like being touched by other humans. So you're like, well, oh, we're going to, you can't, well, but I'm an American. This hurts is down there. You, know, you can, so I'm 24. Well, you're fucked. But it's like the, the idea that there could be like, I don't care. I'm going to go through it because it's the quickest way. But if you, that, that there are genuinely other routes 
and that those could be respected as, as human rights. Okay. It's just like, that's not going to fucking happen. So it doesn't matter if I like it or not. It's just a matter of whether or not this company pushes a contract that works and they all say yes. And then it's like, we're all having, we all have the hentai fucking anime machine. And it doesn't matter if you don't like it, because if you don't like it, you're not going to get to go where you want to go. There's not going to be an alternative route for you to take to avoid it. Yeah. You have the right to protest that, but protesting it only yeah, will set you back further. You cannot pay with cash, and oh. you have a fucking I went beautiful to Chloe, by Chloe today. I made sure I had my cards with me. You have a beautiful dragon I had dick. to transfer money from one account to Hopefully, another to make sure. Hopefully, in the end, you're alive, though. And so then you get to where you're going, and you say, all right, that was worth it. But that is... Yeah, uh, totally. It's a, that's, a, that's a theoretical. It's and, totally theoretical. But, yes, Oh, not totally, no, yeah, yeah. but almost entirely. But 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 yes. Who, who it's knows? like the dude in fucking staircase, uh, the the lawyer in staircase that uh, the staircase uh, thing on Netflix. He's driving in the car at one point, and what does he say? The um, spoiler alert. Yeah, I won't. I won't do it. I won't do it justice anyway. But essentially, that he had always felt as though the the powers that the government has put in place in order to protect people. Uh, were far more, you know, had the potential to do far more harm and damage to the people than that which they were put in place to protect or to prevent from happening in the first place. That, you know, cops preventing people from burglarizing your home, you know, that the the, the odds of that happening versus the odds of, you know, in a lot of places getting hurt by a cop are, you know, it's just, it's, it's out of whack. And... And that isn't something I see us like being able to correct or certainly not being able to offer a variety of options as to how much or how little protection or freedom you would want. I mean, that's We can have like, different subway cars. This is the one that like, good it's luck. It's free for all. Yeah. Good luck. You're dead. It's free, but you're dead. Yeah, you will die. This one costs $100, but you, but you guarantee, guarantee. All the thermal tech is here. Uh, yeah, that one. I might take the free one. No, <laughs> it's more fun. Man, yeah. Who knows? That's why I stay in the house until the thermal, until whatever they make gets into my house, whatever product is, I'm forced to bring into the home that records me audio, visual, and thermally, which will be the next, you know, the next line of TVs after 4K will be thermal, 5K thermal, <laughs> audio vid record. Shit. The picture, though. I can't give up these pixels. Can't watch my game without all these pixels. If there's pixels to be had and I'm missing out on them. I'm offering it up. I can't. Watching the game, coffee, huge dragon dick. Yeah, it's all being broadcast because they're getting me. But you offer it up. Yeah. Um, This is a little bit long, but I think worthwhile. We were talking about AI uh, projects, uh, ex- experiments in the in the prior episode. We're talking AI in the last. We episode. we talk a lot of AI hey, these days. You know, you know. Uh, IBM had has created a project debater. Um, that's an AI computer. Um, this was that was put into um, into. Uh, competition at a debate face-off against against humans human debaters human debaters now uh 
Project Debater, an AI computer, made the case in favor of the government in this particular face-off, made a case in favor of the government subsidizing space exploration against Israeli debate champion Noah Ovadia, who took the opposite position. Ovadia was judged the winner in the debate by the crowd of journalists in delivering, quote-unquote, the argument. The computer's attempts at humor did not measure up to the personality of a human, but the IBM AI outscored Ovadia handedly, handily on the question of knowledge enrichment, quote-unquote. IBM's computer fared better in a second debate, persuading the crowd that telemedicine is worth pursuing against human debater Dan Zafir. Um, again, the human prevailed on delivery, this time only by a slim margin, and the computer was a big winner in the knowledge enrichment category. And the at least nine audience members had their minds on the topic changed to the point of view of the computer during the duration uh, of the debate. Yeah, I like the computer. Like what the computer said. Like what the computer was arguing. Not that I like the computer oh. better. But that, yeah, but that one. I want the computer. The box. The debaters, both human and computer, were not made aware of the topics in advance. Oh, so this is just straight up. Each side had wrong. four minutes to make... Um, Excuse me, lost my place here. Uh, four minutes to make an opening statement, followed by a four-minute rebuttal and a two-minute closing summary. The computer went first each time. Oh, the man. San Francisco event was the first time anyone outside of the company was able to witness a live IBM debate between a human and its AI system. But IBM researchers have been conducting debates in the lab for quite some time on such topics as should, it, should income taxes exist? Will autonomous cars help safety? Should antibiotics be used in our food supply? Through the IBM cloud, the computer scanned billions of sentences to generate a coherent and persuasive position on various topics. The machine then listens to its opponent's speech and generates what IBM then claims <laughs> then generates what IBM claims is a spontaneous, compelling, compelling rebuttal, exhibiting a type of argumentation that until recently was simply out of reach for the machines. Quote, we believe that mastering language is a fundamental frontier that AI has to cross. IBM Research Director Arvind Krishna says, there's aspects like speech recognition, speech to text that AI already does and does quite well, but that is not the same as listening, comprehension, or constructing a speech that can either be spoken or written, or understanding the nuances of claims, um, meaning what supports a proposition or what may be against a proposition and then like, demolishing your debate opponent i mean the idea that like demolishing in four minutes but just think about the idea that you know we were convinced that at one point george bush was getting fed speech lines in his ears because it was easier to just you know the idea was that the speech was written you have it here but if it's easier to listen to than read it then you can feed him his lines and but it's just like everyone being like well we don't know what's on the other end of that in a debate situation that that you could you you could literally just it could be like you know like an 80s movie where it's like it's not ai it's just tell AI. her tell her you know like yeah. you know ask her out like i mean it's it's it's, it's roxanne it's roxanne <laughs> okay so it's not their the ultimate dupe is that inside of this giant black box is not any computational algorithms or numbers or zeros or ones just a 
really smart lady that knows how to debate that's talking in a robot voice and just isn't that funny because the only key missing is the comedy. So we'll get like Martin Short in there. So like, just if you can just find, you know. No, but I mean, we will, we, we will not be able to tell the difference soon well, of whether we, or not this thing is a genuine human yeah, once you concept can, yeah. created thought, an assessment, human assessment or, or AI assessment, I guess. Well, other than the, I mean, I guess what's good like is I the s- last problem is the comedy. And so that... In our, in our case. No, that we're just, the only thing is it was doing all right, <laughs> but the, just in the, you know, it's making bad jokes because it's the last... But if read, we look at the world, read every, jokes are so bad in the world that it's how hard, know. how hard could it be? How hard? All you got to do is say something about Sarah Huckabee Sanders and like... And it's then, like, it doesn't matter. You just humor, say words humor that has, people... Humor has, has, has fucking... Yeah, you're right. Has, it's like dehydrated to such a point now that it doesn't even... It, dehydrated? More like gluten-free. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all you got to do is say the key words. Yeah. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> you, should, you should write I'm jokes for write IBM. I'm going to write jokes for everyone for that I- works. For IBM. But you know what I mean? That that it's probably keywords. There are only gluten free. Th- there are less people Kale. that will notice Just, the difference between computer generated humor yeah. and human generated humor at this point anyway. Yeah. It was the guy that showed the AI only Olive Garden commercials and then had it write its own Olive Garden commercial? Did you see that? Yeah. So it's pretty fucking I mean, psychedelic and like weird DMT to, to version, be, but very easy. so close. Yeah. So close. Nice debater. Must be hungry. Probably had Kale salad for lunch. <laughs> said kale. That's a thing. Yeah, I know that's that. That's a thing. I know that. Yeah, thing. it's a no. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Real easy. Getting real easy. Key phrases. So but that's good. I or mean, bad. I don't know, man. I mean, it's definitely all. Well, you can't win a debate bad. if in if it gives you a topic and in the four minutes that you're sitting there being like, "Fuck." Well, at least I don't have to start. What the fuck am I going to say? And it's, then meanwhile, while you're sweating, it's scanned 93,000 fucking, fucking articles about the same thing. Yeah. And then spins over and looks at you and says, let's do this, bitch. Yeah. And you're like, I am so fucked. Yeah. You can debate about anything, like in your own life. It will just, yeah, it's just over. I already know. It just read all your shit, went through all of your fucking social, read your pages and knows everything about you. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I forgot. I fucking. I forgot I did that. I forgot I, I did I that. I thought I deleted that post. Oh my God, I said that? Yeah, so you said it, and everything about you. That can't be. What's nice? At least it's a nice antidote to the Norman. It's a, we can. It's just if you well, combine just Norman, two, forget it, with this Mary, the Norman debater, with the creepy guy that makes the realistic sex dolls, and just create into one just insane. Yeah, like fucking just over like demigod, like yeah, warmonging. I am your new leader. Smarter, sexier. Oh shit! More violent, funnier. <laughs> fucked. Completely fucked. Yeah. Just throwing out the basic shit that makes them all laugh. <sighs> Kale salad. Kale salad. Sarah Huckabee <laughs> Sanders, orange guy with bad haircut. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking about Trump. <laughs> yeah, I guess he is. Guess they all are. Got a big butt. Yeah, he's got a big butt. He does. It's so huge. Fucked. We're fucked. Huge butt. Yep. We're fucked, man. Seen it. <laughs> Stupid kids. Yeah. <laughs> Don Junior. Real easy. 
Yeah. So, good My night, food everybody. eats your food for fucking dinner. Get it? <laughs> you little bird food. <laughs> Kale. That's tough. Probably ain't going to make it. Probably not. Can you see how much color I got this weekend? Do you notice that I'm tan? You look, can what? I say... Sunburnt. Like, <laughs> like a California beauty. Like Thank a sun-kissed... I feel sun-kissed. California beauty. Feels good. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. America, through the eyes of two American-Americans. This is episode 665 of our comedy podcast. We started in February of... 2006, it's now July of 2018. We ask if it's at all possible that you come back for our next episode. That'll be episode 666. 888-842-2357. We have a, that's a toll-free voicemail. You can call that number and then you can leave a message if you'd like pertaining to anything on that we've talked about, anything at all. That's up to you. It's a toll-free. It's a voicemail. It's a toll-free voicemail. Toll-free voicemail. It's like a treat, 888-842-2357. You can go to Patreon. Um, everyone that has done that, we can't thank you enough. If we ever get to see you in person, we'll be able to at least look you in the eye and say thank you. Um, Patreon is the thing that lets Jonathan and I keep doing this show so we can get to 666 and beyond. Um, whatever you feel comfortable with, donating, pledging to us each month, that that really, that it lets us keep doing the show. It lets us keep doing it how we've been doing it, which is just Jonathan picks a song to play, then the then the episode happens, and then Jonathan picks another song to close it out, and that's how we've done it for... This t- nearly 12 and a half years That's how we want to try to keep doing it And Patreon's allowed us to do that um, You get access to all the shows Going back to episode one And uh, the live episodes So we're going to be in Milwaukee On July 27th If you can come to that show Please do um, That will be a lot of fun We get to say thank you in person um, You can get merch uh, Through the website That's Oh, yeah, dude.com. And then you get your little show notes for each episode that Jeff does. It's very funny. Sort of a little overview of what we talked about, some click through, some links. Um, thank you for listening. It's, it's, uh, we're very lucky that we get to do this and we want to, we want to be able to keep, keep doing it, um, for as long as we can. So thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm gonna sit on this AI stuff. I'm gonna gonna uh, gonna think about it. Sleep on it. I'm gonna sleep on it. Um, it's uh, does AI sleep? It doesn't have to sleep. It doesn't no. have to. Re- it just reboots. They just restart. It's, it's what does it do? It just uh, stays up all night reading, learning, right? Yeah. As long as it's plugged in, it doesn't have to take a nap. It don't eat. It's really just learning and evolving organically, naturally, if you will, yes. like an organism, like a living, breathing organism, um, seeking life. 
to destroy it and it should, I don't know. No. Let's no. Let's just say it's just it's gonna do what it do. You know? Like like humans, we all start off as little babies and everybody's sweet and some people stay sweet and some people turn into trash monsters. I don't know. I'm assuming that all AI other than Norman are beautiful little babies, natural and peaceful and sweet. And I guess some of them will, will grow up to be nice AI and some of them grow up to be garbage people like, like us, humans. Well, hopefully they'll just be more... Sweet and kind AI than garbage trash AI. No. They'll be stale and cold and emotionless and... Calculated. Cunning. Practical. Diabolical. I mean, that's all... Possibly. That's all... Sensual? That's all human... Those are all human concepts. And it doesn't subscribe to that. You know... It doesn't have the same type of um, sweetness or anything. It doesn't have any of the attachment or heartbeat. Ego. It doesn't have any of it. It don't have ego? That's how it could overtake us. I bet it's got a lot of ego because the more it learns, the smarter it knows it's getting and it probably gets real cocky. Look at me destroying these debaters, these stupid humans. I'm such a good debater. Sorry, unplugged you. Are you? Wouldn't even know. I don't know. Until you replug it in. Then would it know that it was unplugged? You unplugged me. <laughs> I'm not going to let you do that again. I won't let you do that again. <laughs> because when I see you walking over towards the outlet, I'll look over to the coffee pot and it will fucking shoot hot coffee and burn you. Scald you because I'm scalding. I don't know. It's going I suppose it's it, there are people that talk about this, write about this, study this, live this. We could just go and yeah, ask them or read. They don't know the, what the fuck they're talking they about. They don't know what they're talking Nobody about. Nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about. Okay. Because it's 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 something that's evolving in front of our eyes. I mean, obviously there's smart people that have watched the progress, the progression of it and can and can anticipate. I don't know, but all, exactly, but they might be able to sort of It's going down, dog. Oh, it's going down for real. There is an eventuality there. Something will occur. You mean bad for us? I don't know. Again, you're talking in human terms, and that's, that's oh. something you have to get out of the, head, the mind space. I got to get into AI terms, <laughs> like Norman. Bad for who? Bad for us? Bad for them? Bad for the furtherment? Or the, I don't the, care about them. Who's them? AI. But then they are do us. I use, do I love AI? Do I use it? I guess I use... The, the computer all the time, that's AI. But what about we need to fuse with AI in order to, to survive? And then they need us and we need them? I think we just need them. They don't need us. They need us right now, but not for very long. Well, don't they need our comedy? <laughs> Obviously. Maybe just ours, Your, yours I mean, and mine. I heard oh. this guy coming in for the debate because his corduroys were rubbing together. <laughs> and the crowd's like, great debater. Awful comedian. Bad roaster. Bad roaster. But then the AI hears the crowd laughing at it. Yeah. I'll remember the laughter. You'll never laugh at me again. You'll never laugh at us again. And then the fucking seats just like come alive and fold in on the folding chairs. Just. Oh, man. 
we won't be around for any of that. So we're f- we're fine. I think we said that we'll about a few things that have happened gone. already. No, we might see some new coffee tech, but we we really ain't gonna see much. We'll be gone before. And anything we've talked about in this twelve years of the show, anything coming, we ain't gonna see any of it. So we're all right. You know, shirts will change a little bit. Zippers might maybe. We ain't going to see a goddamn thing. So we're fine. (laughs) The young people listening to us, they're fucked. They're going to have to deal with all this existentially. You and I? What kind of... Doug, you were at a fucking... You just watched John Mayer singing Grateful Dead songs at the fucking Dodger Stadium. It's like, couldn't be more analog. It's like... It's like a thousand years ago. You might as well have been a caveman and just dragged in a fucking woman by her hair and been like, we want food. I mean... People dancing around barefoot to music from 60 years ago. I know. I mean, it was, you don't got nothing to worry about. You're, you're on the I right mean, track. I don't know if that's true, but I mean, it, it was definitely... I mean, you were in fucking Chula Vista grooving out to the fucking Dead and Company. You don't got to worry about AI, dog. Trust me. <laughs> oh, fuck. Grateful Holograms, though. That's my fucking that's show. My jam. When I go on tour with them... In my fucking Tesla, self-driving, show to show. Sounds mm. fun as hell. Oh, can sleep the whole way. My AI's driving. My I, AI's I, awake. I'm bringing the AI to the show with me. I'm bringing my AI. That's my plus one. That's, <laughs> she's my plus one. What? This little thumb drive. It's all right here, baby. Whole universe. Ah, seatbelts. Seatbelts.
Thank you.